Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Hello, I want to welcome every one of you to our very first episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. I'm joined with my co-host and my twin brother, Danny Brown, and we're really picking up from our initial podcast, which was entitled DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast, and we're really going to continue our focus on leadership topics, public speaking topics, and we're going to talk a little bit from our perspective as twins. And so what I wanted to do is give you our first episode, how we're going to introduce ourselves to you, our podcast listeners and subscribers, and really want to welcome you to follow along, subscribe to it, consider becoming a supporter of the podcast. And so we want to go ahead and begin with that. So Dan, I want to go ahead and turn the floor over to you to introduce yourself. And we're going to do even more of a deep dive when we're talking together. But go ahead, Dan, introduce yourself to our listeners. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, Danny Brown, I'm the first half of the twins, the identical twins. I was born first. Uh, so they say the firstborn gets all the uh, great attributes. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, very excited to be part of this uh, speaking podcast. My twin brother and I have been speaking uh, on and off for the last uh, 20 something years, either through business, work, school associations. So we've had a lot of experience. I would actually say that my first experience of being in front of people speaking was in the military. We've had times growing up, of course, when I ran for office, school office and different positions. Uh, you did as well when you're part of the, the business school and you ran for different positions as well. Uh, but where people actually had no choice, they had to stay in the room and listen to me was when I was in the army. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, I would have to say growing up, uh, four boys, we had, there were four boys in the family, all relatively close in age. So being the first of all the boys, I think uh, I naturally wanted to always uh, speak my mind. Yeah. But I think between the four boys, because we only had two parents, we actually had to fight a lot verbally uh, to make sure that we're heard. Our voice was heard first. So we've, we've always began as a young kid, we began learning how to project our voice early on in our life, early on in our young age. And as we became older and older, it became a natural presence for us to be able to do that. So I would have to say that uh, I've had the gift, the gift of gab. I am uh, what they would call loquacious, which uh, basically just means I talk a lot. And I think between the two of us, you, you talk probably more than I do, without a doubt. Uh, I think when we were growing up as identical twins, we, when we were younger, we looked a lot more alike. And people had to wait two minutes to determine who was who. They'll look at you, they'll look at me, and after two minutes, they'll say, yep, that's David, because he's, he's talking a little bit more than Danny. So that's how they knew that you were Dave and I was Danny. So in the very beginning, I, I think that's how we all began our, our speaking conversations and everything else was people just looked at us. They couldn't tell us apart. Our voices sounded alike. We looked alike. 
the only th way they can tell us apart was who talked a little bit more than the other. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, that's true. And if you remember, Dan, we were actually in high school and people couldn't tell us apart. I, I, I share with people all the time that I feel like we sound more alike than we look alike, which kind of funny, which sounds funny. But someone actually, when we were walking, yelled out, Brownie, and you turned around first. And that's how that became your nickname. So people would say, hey, Brownie. And if you responded, they knew that meant Danny versus which one are you? Who are you? And so that is true. We did have that sense of figuring out who we were individually growing up. And, and we could talk a little bit about that. And before we get into that, Dan, what I wanted to ask is maybe you could do a recap of who you are professionally. And, I, and I'll share a little bit about me uh, as well. I, I think for who I am, Dan, and, and the picture I want to provide for our listeners is simple. I'm a speaker of over 27 years experience. I currently serve as president of the DSB Leadership Group. Our firm and our niche focuses on what we call leadership communication. It's where we provide training and executive coaching on speaking and leadership concepts. We focus specifically with companies, or at least our sweet spot has been around 150 employees. But we work a lot with the C-suite. We work a lot with what we call the management or director's level and helping them to facilitate great conversations, not only with their staffs and leadership groups, but also with the board of directors and investors. And this is what we do as a group. And what I tell people about that I'm passionate about, Dan, is I'm passionate about helping professionals find their own voice and to be able to use that voice to become a more effective speaker and more influential leader. So when people say, Dave, who are you? Well, essentially, I'm a person that loves to help organizations and professionals use their voice to do incredible things. And I love it. And my background also is as a minister. And I started a ministry back in 1993. I've been fortunate enough to either have led or to have been in leadership within seven congregations and churches throughout this country. And I went to school for business. And what Dan will share about himself and what he did, and I've also served, by the way, just as a VP of different companies, director of sales, et cetera. But I love speaking. I love public speaking. I love training. That's what I love to do. And Dan will share a little bit about himself. And then I want to, Dan, if we can, I'd like to take some time to dig into why we wanted to build this platform, why we're looking at where we are as identical twins, to be able to use that opportunity to speak to others about how to find their own identity as professionals. Because I think oftentimes people get lost and they identify themselves as I'm a vice president of this, or I'm a director of this, or I'm a business developer of that. And that's not what we're talking about when we say find yourself, because we want their brand of who they are to be much more than just the title. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. Today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallop, where cloud meets commerce. AppGallop is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform, enabling service providers to drive revenue growth, achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, 
If you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, AppGallup will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you want to sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallup. If you have telco products, circuits, switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you want to include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you want to make sure you use AppGallup, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallup. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. So, Dan, that was a little about me, what I do. Tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and then we'll go back into why we built this platform. Yeah, I agree, Dave. Uh, give you a little background. My, our father was in the military, so we traveled all over the world. And one of the things about traveling all over the world is you, you relocate every three years, different country, different city, wherever it may be. It's very essential that you learn how to make friends quickly. So I would say one of the things that my brother and I have in common is that within the first few minutes, first hour, we know exactly how to get out of ourselves, overcome our insecurity, and just be friends with people. Yep. Make friends with people really quick. I know this is very difficult today. Kids are uh, having a very difficult time moving, finding new friends, developing new connections, new networks. So we were able to do that very on very quickly. And I think that's going to give you guys a little bit of clue about our characters as we move forward doing the Twins Talk It Up. So with my background, I had a chance to do a little bit of leadership in high school. My brother and I had to do a little bit of leadership doing playing sports. Uh, when I was in the military, I joined the military uh, for one of two reasons. One, my father wanted us to serve one way or another to serve and protect this country. Number two, I didn't get accepted to the Air Force Academy, only to the Naval Academy, and then I didn't want to be in the Navy, so I joined the Army. So that was, a, that was my reason of going into the military. While in the military, I had a chance to lead troops and speak. I uh, graduated uh, top five in my class in the, in the medical school uh, that I went part of down in San Antonio called Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. So I had a, chan- a lot of chances and opportunities to lead soldiers, even going through officer candidate school and going through all that, all that aspect of leadership. From there, I had a chance to go to undergraduate college. And I think one of the great things that developed who we are, and David will talk about this later on, about growing up mixed. Yeah, our mother really pushed us to go to a historical black college university, HBCU, so that we can learn who we are. And we'll talk about that identity and how that evolved and who we are later growing up mixed. But that actually helped us. My brother went there and I went there. It was only natural that he was going to run for a school office or some type of position. And same for me. I had a chance to run and be president of the Mechanical Engineers Society, president of the National Society of Black Engineers, and be Mr. Mr. School of Howard, so uh, Mr. School of Engineering. So it's all the opportunity built up. Then from there, I had more leadership opportunities while I was working for IBM. And at IBM, that's where I met my wife, uh, GTE, HP, Dell, all these companies. Yeah. It ultimately allowed me to lead global sales 
for a software company, traveled all over the globe, and also allowed me to be in certain positions of, as a senior VP, VP, or director over the last 20 years. And that's given me the opportunity. From there, believe it or not, one of my uh, SVP of sales heard me speak and said, look, I, you have a natural voice. Come speak at our conference. Be, this, be the MC for the conference. And that, that's really what took off the opportunity for me to, to be paid or to be flown in to speak at different conferences. So I have the very unique capability of having a technical background and going into sales where I can take very technical concepts, very, very complex concepts and simplify it so that the non-technical person can understand that concept. And then from there, that allowed me to speak at conferences, go to conferences, to be an MC at conferences, or to be invited to conferences, even now with COVID. Right. I'm getting the opportunity probably every two or three weeks now to speak at a different conference or virtual conference or something like that. So I, I really believe that even though we live in different cities, and even though we try to live different lives, we've always been brought back together. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter what direction you went going into the ministry, and then I went into went into technical sales. We always wound up back together again, and that's one unique thing about what we're doing. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Dan. And it is amazing how we can't seem to be so far apart that we can't <clears throat> be together. And just for our listeners to know, my twin brother actually hails out of the Lone Star State. He lives in Austin, Texas, the capital there of Texas. And I'm actually here in the Baltimore, Maryland area. So I'm not too far for our, from our nation's capital. And we are known as the free state. So we, we're not together together. And perhaps one day we will be. But that actually goes into our story. And Dan, thank you so much for sharing about how growing up as military brats, that's what we were called, <laughs> known as, we moved often. And there are some great advantages that you get to see the world, you get to understand that not everybody's exactly the same. Not everybody's going to have the same, what we call mindset, and we could call it Western culture, Eastern culture, whatever you want to look at it. They're not all the same. And I love that. I love traveling. It was in my blood and it was stayed there when I went into the ministry and traveled across the U.S. and be able to share my appreciation for different cultures. And that's really what was interesting about us growing up. And so Dan alluded to, my twin brother alluded to this earlier. We are of mixed background. Uh, we are African-American and we are Korean. And so people ask all the time, what are you? Where are you from? And I love hearing them guess and tell me why. Are you from Nepal? Are you Filipino? Are you just some other Samoan? And I'm like, well, I'm a tiny Samoan then. <laughs> you know? So people ask all the time, who are you? And it really leads into what we do as twin speakers and twin leaders we actually speak on identity and the topic or what we entitled it is simple. It's identically opposite. Well, what does that mean? It's a search for our identity and we really want professionals to figure out who they really are and to be secure in who they are and confident in who they are because there's no one like them in the world. Yes. Dan and I are genetically the same, but we are uniquely different. I'll tell you what's interesting about us. We had to grow up and figure out, okay, are we Korean? Are we American? Uh, where do we fit in? Maybe we're not fully accepted by those who are Korean because we're different. Maybe we're not going to be fully accepted by those who are American because we're different. People say, well, where are you coming from? And then there's the challenge of us figuring out not just 
how we fit in from a cultural standpoint and how does that culture affect and influence our what we call view of the world we actually had to figure out who we were as individuals and not just identical twins mm -hmm. i'll tell people the story dan how we were growing up and i couldn't wait we were about 10 years old when our mother said you can now start dressing yourself and i thought yeah i get to figure out if i could wear something that makes me different from my twin and if dan was wearing blue i'm gonna wear red and 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 that was just where we were at growing up we wanted to figure out who we were now there have been studies then after studies on twins identical twins fraternal twins how does society how does the environment shape that those individuals growing up how does your genes your genetic makeup affect you growing up and i will say we are identical from the genetic level there's a lot of ways we complement each other dan but we are different and I'm going to tell this story if I can, Dan. You can jump in if you want. But even growing up, I knew there was something different about my twin. And I'm going to talk about how our culture affected us. Because Dan is the older twin. Now, I think I'm the more handsome one, but more polished one. But <laughs> his wife would argue differently, just like my wife would. But when we were growing up, Dan was that inquisitive guy that would take things apart. Take the toaster apart. Take little radio apart. And try to figure out how it worked. I, I felt like he was taking my entertainment away from me. Put that back together so I can listen to the radio. He kept taking things apart, trying to figure it out from electrical current to how products worked. It drove me nuts, even to the cigarette lighter in the car. I could not figure out. He was trying to just rack his brain about doing it. I never got into it. Remember how I burned my finger with it? <laughs> I remember you, you put your thumb in it and say, how does this thing hit? And you put your thumb in it and you have this print around your thumb for the cigarette lighter. It's hilarious. Stuff that I would never do. Yeah, yeah. And you always were trying to figure out. He would watch. I don't know if you remember. We, we would sit there and he would get control of the remote. Actually, at the time, I don't think we had remotes. You got to get control of the TV and I couldn't change it. And that speaks to our Korean culture. We'll talk about that a little later on. But what was interesting about it is Dan would watch these shows that I would not really want to watch. Shows on medicine, shows on technology. And I, I, I knew back then we weren't the same. I'm the free spirited, let's just go see how things go. Let's just go take over the world. And Dan was so calculated. It had to make sense from a logical standpoint. And for me, there was no logic in there. Let's just go. And that's what made us different. That's why he studied engineering. That's why he studied uh, information technology. That's why I went to school for business. That's why I went to, to school for ministry because we weren't exactly the same. But we do compliment each other. Dan, did you want to add anything to that? Because I, I feel like I'm telling a lot about our background because I want the, really, our listeners to understand who we are and why it is such a passion of mine for us to speak on identity. But do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I would have to say that uh, I, I was uh, more failures than success when I took things apart in the house. Uh, I know dad wasn't happy. I took apart a couple of radios, a, a couple of alarm clocks. I was able to put some of them back together. That's for sure. Uh, when I was in high school, I took the electronics class. It was really fun. I took a robotics class in high school, which uh, kind of led me to taking robotics in college as well. So it was really, really fun, really awesome. I think a lot of times people look at 3D printing now and how cool that is. I was doing that back in uh, 93, 94, when we had to actually write, write out the program in order to uh, be able to cut or shape a figure. 
So it was kind of it was kind of interesting back then and how things are a little bit different today. I was actually reading a book today uh, called from uh, Malcolm Gladwell called The Outliers. Good book. And he was talking about all these different statistics and stats and talked about how the, the first computer programmer was done and people, how they created programs. Well, back in the day, they had this thing called timeshare where the university had or the city had the big computer and everyone can log in and, and take take uh, some time to learn how to do programming. And, and of course, if you're a hardcore program, you found cheats around it. So it was just kind of cool to see that a lot of these individuals who wound up creating uh, the first big programming languages or wound up creating uh, Microsoft, Bill Gates and Paul Allen, they actually found ways to work through University of Washington who had the supercomputer and things like that. They just found ways to get around it and to make it happen. You're absolutely right. Even though we grew up um, culturally uh, in, a, in a unique environment, we, we were different, but everything we had uh, interest in were the same. We both love playing sports. We both were very competitive. Uh, you should tell them about our, our competition back at Howard for our <laughs> undergraduate school. Uh, let me just throw this in there real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so we're so competitive uh, that my twin brother and I made a bet that whoever had the lower GPA had to do the other person's laundry. So for three and a half years at Howard University, I did his laundry. It wasn't fair. I, I, you know, it, it's fine. It, it, no big deal. And the reason why Dave says it's not fair is because I took all the engineering courses and physics courses. Well, at Howard University, they had this thing where over 18 credits, every class is free. So I was like, well, I'm going to take 26 credits every semester. And that's just what I did. I took all the engineering courses. I took physics courses and I took foreign language courses because, as you know, to do a double major in physics, you had to go and learn Russian, uh, German or French. And I petitioned the, I petitioned the uh, physics department to allow me to take Korean. And so they, they made an exception for me to, to take Korean for a year and a half. And the last half year, uh, they decided not to have Korean anymore. So I wasn't able to graduate with a second degree because I would have to start all over with the foreign language program. But anyways, so that three and a half years, I did Dave's laundry. And that last semester of his, I still had one more year to go because I was doing double major. Um, I had a better GPA than he did. And would you not believe... I changed clothes three times a day, sometimes four times a day, just to make sure he was going to make up for those three and a half years of doing of me doing his laundry. So anyway, that's a side note. I just thought I wanted to throw that in there. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Thank you for checking out the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you're enjoying this program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon at patreon.com slash DSB Leadership Speaking. Also consider leaving a great rating on iTunes and comment on our other platforms. If you would like more information or would like to become a guest on a future episode, please send a message via our website, www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode.
Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Yeah, that is uh, that is funny. And it wasn't fair, Dan. And that's my opinion. Because you took, to me, a different type of course when it comes to your path to getting your engineering degree, the, t- the fact that you took extra classes for physics, and I really didn't have to take as many classes. So I didn't think it was fair. But we did compete in every level, every front. And let me throw in this aspect, Dan, and I'm glad you brought this up earlier. Our culture plays a very important role in our lives, and it really has shaped us as leaders and as twins, and specifically growing up even in a home where our mother, who happens to be Korean, really shaped how we would view and respect each other. Even though Dan and I are identical twins, we are separated by not a couple minutes, by almost an hour and a half, he actually was treated differently as the oldest sibling. He was my young. And so basically, as the older sibling, there were times he was given responsibilities, he was given tasks because he was the older brother. So I had to look at him differently. I treated him differently. So even though we were twins, we competed, there was a sense of, well, he's the boss or he's in charge. And I had to find myself. And it didn't help that he was just gifted athletically. He had a lot of gifts that he was bestowed upon him, uh, even from a physical standpoint and, and intellectual standpoint. And I remember this interesting time when we were at Howard and I remember telling myself, I'm going to eventually beat my brother in a race. He was, he, he was a sprinter in high school and he beat me every time, every time. But I kept pushing myself. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. And then maybe he'll respect me. Maybe he'll appreciate me differently. And maybe he'll look at me from that perspective. Like I should have been the older one. Right. And yet I beat him once. I beat him once. And I don't know if he slowed down for me, but I beat him. That's all that mattered. And it really laid the foundation for striving to be my best as an individual and as a leader. And so that's where I think our culture from the Korean side comes in, how flexible our parents were in allowing us to discover our own authentic voices, figure out what we were good at, figure out what we weren't good at, both very artistic in the sense of Dan loved music he could play the flight of the bumblebee when he was like in seventh grade with ease. I could not play music, or at least I refused to play music, but I love to draw. I love to paint. And so I focused more on that aspect of our, our artistic side. But there are differences. There are similarities. And you're going to hear us debate. You're going to hear us compliment each other. You're going to hear our perspective as individuals because our speech or our platform, what we speak about, is really learning to discover your true identity, to be secure in that identity, regardless of what shaped it. And what shaped it for us wasn't just growing up as military brats, wasn't just growing up as mixed children, but it was also growing up as twins, trying to find our own voices, our own identity, and then shaping it professionally, and then now coming together with these projects of building DSP leadership group, and also now with this platform, what we call a Twins Talk It Up podcast, because we're going to be talking it up. You'll see that um, if you guys keep a tally over the next 12 months, you'll see I'll win probably 75% of the argument. So (laughs) (laughs) We'll let the audience be the judge of that, Dan. We'll let the audience be the judge of that. We'll talk about some great great topics, but uh, if we ever come into disagreements, you'll see me win most of those. (laughs) It's only because I I decide to – Hold on to that side of our Korean culture, and I'd say, okay, let him feel like he won. That's why I do that, okay? It's not that I believe he wins every argument, because he doesn't, but I, let, I have to let him feel like he wins. Now, Dan, why did we decide to focus on public speaking? You mentioned earlier 
about speaking at high school, speaking at college, speaking in the military. I mentioned earlier about being a minister. And when we first started this idea of building this organization, we just wanted to help leaders develop and be their best. We wanted to help companies retain their top talent. But then we realized that we had a gift, that we had a niche that we wanted to focus on. And that was speaking. That was leadership communication. And that's what we go after. And matter of fact, Warren Buffett himself talked about this. And he actually mentioned how public speaking was the most important skill set that a professional could go after. He added that you could increase your personal value by up to 50%. And I will share in future episodes how I've coached clients and helped them to increase their salaries, some of them by up to 50% because of implementing this skill set. We're going to talk about how to overcome speaking anxiety. We're going to talk about exercises and techniques to control your breathing, to control your pace, to control the, the tone and at which you speak. We're going to talk about how to position yourself to win at work. We're going to talk about how to do introductions and how to close off presentations. We're actually going to have an episode talking about how every person has a story and why it's important for people to hear your story. This is what the Twins Talking Up podcast is about. And we're going to ask you to also send us topics you want us to cover. Maybe you want to hear us debate about the best sports athletes. Because we are going to talk about in one of the upcoming episodes about the concept of the NBA bubble. And how the NHL, the NBA, some of these sports franchises or leagues are creating this sense of protection and bubbles. And we're going to talk about how this can apply to us as leaders. So anything you want to share, Dan, before we close off our first episode? Because I really wanted just to give the listeners just a taste of who we are and why we wanted to create this podcast. I agree. There's nothing I could um, disagree with you on about that. This is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Each week we'll have something unique, something different. But at the same time, the goal is still to push people forward. And as David stated, there are so many benefits to improving yourself as a public speaker. You may not be in front of hundreds of audience, thousands of people. It may just be you and your boss. It may just be you and your spouse. Maybe just you and your children. But there has to be some platform, some way you can mold yourself to be in front and present, to let your presence be known. But let your presence be known in the right way, not the wrong way. So when you speak, you want to command respect. When you speak, you want to show that you are an authority. When you speak, you want to show that you are of wisdom. And that's why people give you their attention. So whether you're introducing yourself for a job interview, whether you're introducing yourself to a potential spouse, whether you're being in a position where you want that promotion, whatever it may be in life, we believe that working with David and myself, we can assist you, we can help you, going each week through the the things that we bring up from our personal experience being mixed to going forward. We believe this can definitely help you. I appreciate that, Dan. And I agree so strongly that we've decided to create this podcast to share from our experience, share insights to help you become more effective speakers. And I'm grateful for that. And really the most important thing you could do professionally is invest in yourself. And I share this with companies, business owners, CEOs, if you don't invest in your people, they'll get invested somewhere else. You've got to invest in them by really setting aside the time, setting aside the resources so they can go after that. 
I want to thank all of you for listening to the introductory episode, the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Uh, we're grateful to have you. We're looking forward to you following us on all our different platforms. You can find us on Instagram, visiting at DSB Leadership. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We're going to really give you the opportunity to shed your thoughts, share your ideas, tell us the topics you want us to talk about, you want us to debate about, and we'll share with you from our experiences and from our research to be able to help you become the best speakers that you could be. So I want to thank you along with my co-host, my twin brother, my older brother, Danny Brown, for joining us on the Twins Talking Up podcast. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talking Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.